back on the boss man show going to the america east up to albany talk to my man Dwayne killings from the albany great days a new head coach dk what's up brother how you doing man i'm doing great man great to be on here man how you how are you Man, bro, I'm doing good. Springtime. The Hawks gonna play. I'm gonna play the Knicks on a Sunday up there at the Garden. So, looking forward to that matchup, my guy. Absolutely, in the playoff time. It's time to go. Hey, the tanking paid off finally. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. It takes a couple of years. Yes, indeed. Man, tell me about this new gig you got, man, up here at Albany, man. What, what about this opportunity up at the Great Danes in America East? So, kind of took you by surprise hey I want to go up here take, take this job and lead this program going forward yeah you know when, when I kind of set on a journey to become a head coach um I always dreamed of being back in the northeast corridor you know I grew up in Massachusetts I've been at UConn Temple um obviously was at Marquette most recently but you know I I always envisioned getting back you know coaching the big east it was great to get on the plane and leave the midwest and get back to your stomping grounds but in the end of the day, I was always pulled back to the Northeast Corridor because that's the people that I know. Um, that was the players that I always appreciated. And Marquette was unbelievable. I mean, I had a great opportunity to grow for myself when I was there. And I said I wanted to try to find a place if I was going to become a head coach that was a great community for my family, um, a place that had a great basketball tradition, um, a place that was going to embrace, you know, a leader like myself um, going in this position, being a young, energetic person, um, a place that can get behind what we talk about here is the mentality we're trying to create where those things would gravitate. But then also, you know, my father worked at the University of Massachusetts for 35 years. Um, you know, he kind of conditioned me to be a connector and a relationship and community builder. And that's what this place needs. And they've really embraced our, our mission as we hit the ground running here. And it's been a blessing, man, because when I got here, I said it, I meant it. You know, I felt like this is where I belong. Um, because there's a comfort level. Um, I think people identify with what we're trying to do. And then, you know, when I looked at my wife and she felt comfortable and my kids are bouncing around, it's like the dream is coming alive. I hear that, man. I'm going to ask you this, man. Um, having the administration support you from the president, chancellor, on down to the AD and support staff, how key is that symmetry to make sure your program is always supported and everything's on solid footing to build this thing the right way? Yeah, you need alignment. I mean, you need alignment from my office to the AD's office, to the president's office. I mean, those things are really, really important because what we're trying to do is hard. You know, it's not just winning games. It's giving our student athletes the best experience possible. Um, that takes resources. It takes a level of commitment that's required. But everybody believes in not only the program we're trying to develop, but also where the program can go. Right. We got to take it from where it is right now and try to amplify everything and really push it. Um, but then now my job is a little bit different. You know, I got to manage down to, you know, the managers that we have in our program, my assistant coaches, um, all the people that touch and, and, and try to kind of push this program along from a leadership standpoint. But then I also have to manage up to the people I just mentioned. You know, we talk about your AD um, and your president, but then you got to kind of manage the left and right with donors and alumni and fans. But it's an amazing opportunity here because people really care. Um, and when you got people that really care, now you got to motivate them to really embrace the support. Now, DK, this man's a very really important part of it too, man. It's like, you know, having that community behind you, man, because the community gets around your program. You can't lose. We got our tenants going up, the guys in the community helping out with schools and people supporting you. So talk about the piece of getting the community of Albany, you know, to buy into what you're selling here, the vision and the mission, because when you had a community behind you, it can make for a great experience for everybody involved. 
Yeah, it's important for the kids. I mean, you know, when we walk into the arena, I'm hoping that we can have a packed environment um, because our kids, they need that, right, to make this the most rewarding experience possible. But also, it's great for the fans, right, the family of four. If the environment's super engaging, they have a better night and better experience. And then if we make it super engaging for our regular student body, imagine what we can create for a two-hour experience. It's something that you remember for the rest of your life, whether you're a young kid um, a student on campus, or just a family that's enjoying that moment, the time that you're trying to share together. But as we really push the f program forward, it's important that we really um, push ourselves to ingrain ourselves in the community, and we have to support the community before we ask them to support us. You know, there's so many things that our program can do to inspire people, um, to try to help just push a message. You know, we have an unbelievable platform in, in the game of basketball, especially at an institution like ours, you know, at UAlbany. So what I'm trying to do is make sure that we use our platform for the right things, try to improve the capital region, try to improve Albany, try to make sure our players understand that they have to give back and they have to make sure they reward people with other things to go beyond the game of basketball. They can't just be student athletes. You know, they gotta be people that really invest in inside the community that they're in. And I believe if our program does that, then when we get to November, it's okay now to go back in and ask those people to come support our program because we've been fully invested in not only the campus, but also outside the walls in the greater community as well. Now, let me ask you, brother, um, at what point did you decide you want to get into coaching? You know, what, at what point did you say, hey, this is my path. I want to, I want to coach young men, help impact lives and grow grow young men for 40 years and make them be great husbands, fathers, lawyers, doctors, whatever they choose to be after the boss house balancing. When did you decide to get in this business, man? Hey, great question. Um, you know, I was fortunate. My mother and father, you know, they worked really, really hard to provide for my sister and I. Um, and I had a great upbringing. I had great experiences throughout my career. But when I met Fran Dunphy when I was working at Temple University, I mean, a great coach, a great leader. Um, he was committed to making the spaces that he touched better, um, whether it was talking, you know, across campus at Temple University to the deans and to the professors, or if it was going to you know, a middle school or elementary school just to inspire the youth or trying to push the message of coaches, um, coaches against cancer, coaches versus cancer, I should say. That was something I really, really admired. And I love the, the community piece that coaching provides, especially at the collegiate level. And then, you know, during my time at Temple, you know, coach, I, I say rewarded, he gave me a chance to um, develop and mentor a young man by the name of Ramon Moore who reality said society was kind of stacked against him. He had a kid when he was in high school. He was a product of the public school system in Philadelphia. He probably wasn't ready for college. And it was really hard for him to transition into a college basketball program, to transition into a college academic experience. But we worked hard at it. Um, I tried to help him understand the opportunity he had to provide for himself, for his daughter at the time. Um, he was chasing his dream, but it had to be a little bit different, right? You had to make some sacrifices. You had to use time management. You weren't going to be able to be a regular college kid because you would you'd put yourself into some situation where you had to grow up a little bit faster. Um, he went on to become an all-league basketball player. Um, he became a great man, <clears throat> became a great leader. He's still playing professional basketball to this day. But when he got his college degree, he said to me, I couldn't have done this without you. And that's when I fell in love with it because it's not just a competition. It's not just putting together a game plan and winning. It's not just inspiring 10,000 people to go into a building. It's about trying to get these kids to understand there's a greater version inside of them. And it's our job to try to motivate them, inspire them to bring it out. And we teach them the habits and the fundamentals and all the things that they need to have success in the basketball court. 
but also off. And those are the things that made me fall in love with this great opportunity I have now. And uh, for you, how'd you kind of prepare to become a head coach? I know I was, I was a co-host for a while before I got my own show. I was trying to prepare my head. If I was the, the host, I would do it this way, ask this question, or book this guest. So for you, being an assistant coach, how'd you kind of prepare in your mind for this opportunity you have right now? I got a lot of these, a lot of notebooks. <laughs> Taking a lot of notes, man. You know, I, I, again, I've been lucky. Um, you know, when I was at Marquette University, I worked with a guy named Stan Johnson, who's now the head coach at Loyola Marymount, and, and Brett Nelson is now the head coach at Holy Cross. We worked together, but when they moved on, I'm asking them questions or writing in my notebook. Learn from Steve Wojciechowski. Uh, learn from Fran Delphi. Um, learn from Pat Chambers when I was at BU. Had an opportunity to work in the NBA. I mean, we're all a product of our experiences, but you have to pay attention to them, right? And you have to study them. What are you learning? What are you learning, good and bad? And then identify your own style. Um, you know, what I'm trying to do here at UAlbany may not be what somebody else does somewhere else. That's okay, but this is this is my opportunity. I want to do it this way, and I can sleep at night knowing that. Um, and as I develop my style, I just want to pay attention to who I was. I think I'm a pretty good relationship builder. Um, I think I'm a pretty good motivator. Um, I think I'm a pretty good inspirer. And I think if you can really motivate people and develop unique relationships and you can build the trust, that's key. That allows you to teach them and that allows you to unlock a... a, a a level of them that they're probably not comfortable going to because they have to become vulnerable to get there. But if they're allowing themselves to be vulnerable with you as a coach and a leader, you got them. You know, I can push them as hard as I possibly can to get them where we want them to go. Most definitely. How's it been getting to know the guys on the roster right now? I know when a coach change happens, there's going to be some attrition, of course, but the guys who decided to stay with you, how's that been getting to know those young men and building those bonds with those guys who will be playing for you going forward? Uh, first day of practice was a lot, man. You, you're a complete stranger. I mean, you go from, you know, walking the halls at Marquette to walking the halls at Albany. And, you know, the difference at Marquette is those are kids that you recruited. You know, it took you one, two, three years to develop the relationships or you coached them for two or three years. Those are real relationships. They've been in your home. They know your family. They know who you are. Now you're just coming out of nowhere and you got the whistle and it's your practice. Um, but it was great because we just focused on a couple of things. Our culture. You know, um, we focus on relationships and just being authentic with each other. And my message to them was, you know, we need to figure out if this works because it's okay if it doesn't. You know, we got to find the best situations for you to succeed and achieve your dreams. Um, and we took our time with that here. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, we, we pushed them in practice, but we, you know, we went and broke bread after. Um, you know, we wanted to really know when I first got here, you know, I took a whiteboard. And I asked the guys, you know, where are we right now? Where are we trying to go? Right. And so everybody said they wanted to win a championship. So I asked them where we were in that moment. And then what were the things in between that are stopping us from getting there? Well, what they did is they gave me a blueprint from how we can grow the program. But also they started to say, OK, these are the things that we've got to be held accountable to. Right. Because there's some things that aren't necessarily happening the way that they understood that they needed to happen for them to win. It was a great exercise for us. Now we learned about each other. Then I talked about, okay, well, here's what I've learned about how teams have won. You know, teams I've been fortunate enough to be a part of that went to NCAA tournaments or NITs. Um, these are the characteristics of the individuals and the team. And now let's try to build towards that every day. And slowly but surely, I think we've made some strides. The best feeling for me um, since I've been a head coach beyond the press conference and having that moment with my family was when the guys started to echo the things that I tried to instill in them in practice and they started to hold each other accountable. You start to know, okay, this is a small step, but they're starting to bind to what we're trying to create. 
And you got June coming up here in a couple of weeks here where guys will be back on campus. Thank God it's not a COVID this year because last year you could touch your guys for July and some places, August, September. Now, what you've been on first year, guys sitting here at culture building, how cool is it going to be to have your guys right there on campus with you guys to build them individually, skill development-wise, weight room-wise, and get them watching the film as well? Well, it's going to be awesome because we get them back in person, we can hug them. You know what I mean? And we can actually be face-to-face. -face. I mean, you know, some of the recruiting or a lot of the recruiting we've done is just on Zoom, you know, which is a lot different. Um, you know, we're all people, 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 persons, you know, where we like to engage with people. Um, you know, we like to high five and, and, and chop it up where you lose some of that. But I do think that this opportunity on Zoom is it's, it's more about the people. It's not about the shiny things, right? Those things might not necessarily matter, the decals on the walls or, you know, how big and bright this facility is versus the next one. It's, it's really about the opportunity to fit in the relationship, which I appreciate. Um, but it's going to be exciting to get our whole team in the gym. And you blow the whistle and you start to compete. You start to see who's who and what's what. Um, that's what I'm excited about. You know, we have a full team. Like, like the whole entire spring, we couldn't play five on five because we didn't have enough players. You know, so it was like, if we were going to play five on five, the coaches had to get out and that wouldn't have been good. So um, you didn't want that. So I'm excited, you know, to start to not only continue to extend our culture, but really get the guys to understand how we're going to play and start to learn them. They can learn us. But that first time we get out there for practice on July 6th, that's the first step in our journey, you know, for next season. And we're setting the foundation for not only this season, but our program moving forward. And, and that's super exciting and rewarding. Um, you know, we're really excited. We, we got somebody representing the A. You know, we got Aaron Reddish coming out, playing for us that we're excited about. You know, Cam's little brother. Um, we have a lot of guys that I think are, are motivated with a chip on their shoulder to prove who they are and what they can do for this program and for this community. And, and we're going to get to work on July 6th. I was going to ask you about that, uh, DK. Is this man recruiting-wise, Albany, to me, is a national brand. That's a state capital of New York. It's a national brand. So I was going to ask you about getting guys from the ATL, as you got Cam's little brother there, coming down to Georgia, using your roots that you have to get guys from all over. Well, you want to make sure you hold out in New York, too, but getting guys from beyond New York and bring them up there to play for you guys in the American East there. Yeah, it's about fit. I mean, the Northeast Corridor, obviously, is going to be our wheelhouse, but you know, we also want to fit guys that um, fit the mentality, fit the program. And, and obviously Aaron did that. You know, we were fortunate um, when I was coaching at UConn, I actually uh, recruited his brother uh, for a couple of years. So was really familiar with Aaron, you know, watch him kind of grow up. And I think the comfort level piece is so important, especially today with the portal and so many kids running around and you, you got so much competition for scholarships, but he looked at it and said, you know, I'm familiar with you. There's a comfort level. His parents felt comfortable. To your point, there's an identity for the school. Now we're trying to amplify that by everything we do from our branding of our program, social media, and all those things. Because what you just said is really important, but I want to make sure that if you say that, you can articulate why it's a great brand, right? What does it look like? What does the campus look like? What do the people look like? Um, eventually, what is the brand of basketball like? You know, what is the leadership like and the staff, those things are really important to me as the head coach of this program. Um, but I think Aaron fit just everything we're trying to create. You know, he's, he's versatile. Um, I think his best basketball is in front of him. He, he loves basketball, likes to really work at the game. I think he's a winner. Um, those are the kind of kids that we want here. And we've been really fortunate. I think we have a great class coming in here between our transfers, our freshmen, 
Um, we even got a couple of walk-ons we're really excited about as we add. And really, again, not only building a team, you know, we're building a program and the foundations for our future. Last two for you, DK, is this man. First one, what is your favorite food spot in the ATL, man? Ooh. Um, so I've been to my buddy Billy Campbell, right? His dad actually used to be the mayor of Atlanta back in the day. What's the old, the um, Chick-fil-A that's like, it's almost like a sit-down restaurant. I know what you're talking about, yeah. That that spot, and then there's another place off Old National Highway. I, I've been, it's been a minute since I was down there hanging out, but my buddy went to Morehouse, and he took us to a great soul food restaurant off of Old National. It's been a few years, man. It's been way too long. Like, I'm, um, shoot, man, I'm starting to date myself. I'm about to start talking about juniors and all that stuff, like. Hey, that's old school ATL. It's old school ATL. <laughs> hey, I love it. You know, I was telling Kim English. I look yeah. here. I was in the Bankhead Balance video. I love it. I love that's, it. I that's love that's it. how I ATL I am. So he was like, I was, I was about to freak Nick was around. You feel? Yeah, <laughs> my sister was in school down there, so you know, I, I I can remember. I have distant memories of some of that stuff. But the last time I was down there, um, I was with a couple coaches. We went to. The, the Buckhead Mall, and there's a place called True Kitchen right there in the mall. Like, I had one of the best salads in between. Because, you know, when you get out recruiting, you eat so bad. And that oh, yes. was one of the best meals. I felt like I had, I had, I felt like I had cleansed my body <laughs> through that crazy recruiting period. But you can't go wrong down there, not one day of the week. You know, whether you go there or, or uh, Houston's or any of those spots, can't go wrong. And kind of last one is for you, DK, is this. What is your favorite moment in ATL, whether it be playing a team in Georgia, recruiting a guy on a recruiting trip? What's been your favorite moment in ATL since you've been coming out down this way to recruit and travel and coach? Yeah, great question. Um, hmm. You know, my favorite moment, to be honest, my sister went to Clark Atlanta, you know, university. And you see? Yeah, she went to Clark Atlanta. And I remember being like really, really young. I was in maybe ninth or 10th grade. And it's crazy. She took me to Georgia Tech. You know, my sister being super ambitious. She's like, let's go meet Bobby Crimmins, right? At the time, he, you know, he was the guy. And we pulled up, and he actually was coming out of his office, and he was super nice, man. He, he talked about, you know, recruiting, and he said you had to be in the uh, ABCD book if you were going to get recruited by Georgia Tech. So my sister was like, he's not in the book. What does he got to do? He was like, he's got to get in the book. And I just thought he was super cool because he brought me in the office. He sat down and talked. And I think... What that is about is, you know, there, there's a Southern hospitality. You know, my mother grew up in Georgia. Um, my father grew up in Alabama. Um, there's just an appreciation for people, you know, and, and I think sometimes we move so, so fast. And I think when you get to Georgia, you get to Atlanta, people appreciate each other and they stop and they listen and they talk. And um, I think people listen to each other's stories. You know, that's Southern hospitality. I, I love to feel it, especially when you get out and recruiting, you know, you're going out to Augusta, you fly into Atlanta, you got a few hours, you got to stop by the mall, you got to hit your spots, then you head out to Augusta and do your thing. But I always love just the the, the warm embrace, you know, the people um, there in the city. Well, Nancy come to Lake Point, the Peace Jam. Hey, I got you, bro. I'll take it to my little hole-in-the-wall hood spots I got for you, man. I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you. Listen, I know the strip malls, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, the strip malls always got good food through there. Oh, yes. Hey, see, see, I'm old school. I know all the little spots they don't tell y'all about. See, I know every little spot. <laughs> I, got them all, I got them all for you, DK, man. I got you, brother. <laughs> anytime, 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 anytime.
Hey, good to get to the show, brother. Hey, anytime you want to come to the show and promote the program and the brand, man, I'm here for you, bro. You got my number. I'm all about helping you black coaches, man, helping you all grow in your programs. I'm all for you guys, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate you. Let's, let's definitely do that when we get close to the season. It'll be awesome. No doubt. But, hey, you be safe and see you soon, my guy. You be safe. All right, now. All right, brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.